It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's good, everybody? We are back. It is the start. Well, tomorrow is the start of the NBA season, and I'm so excited to talk NBA basketball. NBA Exchange is back. We'll be coming to you three times a week, live, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So it's just so much to talk about in the world of basketball because the offseason's been crazy. I know everybody's dying to hear about what's going on, but some of you out there, like myself sometimes, you know, you put a little money on the games. You want to do some sports betting. A lot of people want to know, how should they bet the NBA? So I thought about it. I said, who should I have on? And I thought there was nobody better than the homie, Chantel Shand. She is a content creator for FanDuel, and she joins me now. Chantel, how's it, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Ready for the NBA season. We've been made, waiting months for this, and we're finally here. So I'm ready for tip-off for sure. I am absolutely ready as well, too. I wanted to, you know, I wanted you to tell a little bit of people about what you do and you know, you create content in terms around sports betting, and that's been a very interesting market in sports media. So for you, what's it been like creating sports betting content? Because I've been doing a little bit more of it recently, and I found it very interesting. So what's it been like for you, Chantal? I mean, I'm going to keep it real. I was already gambling on a lot of these games. So to actually create content for it, it's been really fun. And I've been able to do it for the NFL, the NBA, for boxing, for UFC. And it is interesting to see how you think you're going to bet and people either tail or fade you. But nonetheless, it's been really fun. And it's really interesting also to see the odds quickly change uh, within a day or two, depending on what happens. Yeah, that's always an interesting thing. And, you know, another thing, Chantel, since I've been doing a lot of stuff with that, too, you know, people who are like, all right, I'm taking your bet seriously or your prop seriously and really riding with you and trying to see if you win or lose. And then I don't know about you, but I've been feeling a little bit of pressure like, all right, these picks have to hit because I don't want my record to be bad. And then people are like, no, nah, we can't trust them. You ever feel that pressure, too? Yeah, there is one Monday Night Football. Um, uh, my parlay was trash. I don't think I think I hit one out of the four. My parlay was trash. And I was like, you know what? I, I got to hold off on this one. But I came back the next Monday night with the same game parlay and it all hit. So I felt good after that. But yeah, that parlay was trash. So it was it was that Denver and Colts game. Oh, yeah. One Listen, the, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the Monday night football, the Thursday night football has been rough in terms of in terms of sports betting. That's been rough already. But we, we could talk football for days. You and I were talking about it before we started. Um, NBA, how because I'm you know, I'm a big NBA guy. How pumped are you for this season? I feel like so much has gone on, Chantel, since the season ended with the Warriors winning the championship from drama off the court, um, drama in front offices, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Players getting punched in the face. Um, how excited are you for this upcoming season? 
Well, that's the crazy part about it. You talked about players getting punched in the face. So many rumors going on. Uh, the Lakers still look like a mess in L.A. Everything that went on with Brooklyn in the offseason to the point that we are now, I'm excited to get going because going into this season, there's so much parity in the league. There's a lot of teams that have a chance to win the NBA championship this year, and I'm sure we're going to get into all of that, but I'm super hype for this season i can't wait to be honest with you i've been waiting for tip off all day i got my fantasy team ready as well uh there we so go. i'm ready to go there we go i it's crazy i have a couple of fantasy drafts last minute over the next couple of days <laughs> haven't even done these fantasy drafts yet so i'm really excited for that trying to see what can go on with some value so all right so let's get started with this because so i've done a little bit of this um building up to the season i was doing some over under stuff giving my thoughts on different teams at over unders and then with the new york post and SNY. Add some people on to talk about that. So interesting for me when I look at all these over-unders and the numbers, Chantel. What, let's start with teams that we think will finish over their win total. Do you have any that you're looking at? Hey, this is a lock. I'm taking this. I think this team will finish over. Give me, give me a couple that you think could be really good. All right, I'm going to roll with Portland. Their win total set to 39 and a half. Damian Lillard is healthy. Nurkic is healthy. Jeremy Grant is the new addition to this team. And I actually think it's a better addition than C.J. McCollum because there was a lot of games in the postseason where C.J. McCollum just never showed up. Also, Anthony Simons is going to take mm. another leap this season. I like him a lot. And the bench looks good, too. So their win total set to 39 and a half. I got Portland hitting the over. And another team, and we saw them make a big move this past season, Cleveland. Their win total set to 47 and a half. The addition of Donovan Mitchell. They have a great backcourt now with him and Garland. Garland as well. I mean, this guy is absolutely amazing. Still so young. I believe he's an all-star. And then you look at the fact that Evan Mobley had a great rookie season. Jared Allen, we know how good he is as a center and what he even did while he was in Brooklyn. I like the over for Cleveland as well this season. And last year they were good, but they're even better with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, no, they were. And I think they were an interesting team. They were team Cleveland, since you brought that up. Cleveland was one I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm a little bit concerned. I feel like I should take the over. I was leaning towards that because I'm really banking on Evan Mobley making that next leap yeah. in this game. Because I think that's what they're banking on, too as a team and how good they can be. I want to throw one at you. What did you think about New Orleans? Let me just double check their number again. It is 45. What do you think about the Pelicans? Um, that's one. It was a little bit lower. It was 43, 44 a couple weeks ago. What do you think about the Pelicans? I think they're going to push on that. I think they will hit 45. I actually like the Pelicans to possibly make the playoffs as well. Uh, when we talk about best bets to make the playoffs as well, because the addition to CJ McCollum was a great addition. They also have a lot of depth at the guard position. And then you take a look at Brandon Ingram. I don't think Brandon Ingram has hit a ceiling. Is Zion going to be healthy? How many games is he going to play? Because if he does, that's a game changer, Dex. And then you also look at Jonas, who really stepped up last season, had a great year with the Pelicans. So I do like them to push they might win 46 games but i actually have them possibly even making the playoffs okay i i, I can see that and i can see that with the push there as well too and even teams at the top because i think the celtics they they're number one with 54 wins they I'll, I'll go we'll get into this later but yeah they were at the beginning before the email doka stuff let me put it like that before all that went down I was feeling really good about them. And then I was like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm going to do that. We'll get to we'll get to them in a second. I was trying to think about some other ones. What do you think about the Warriors? Because I'm trying to bring the teams that had dramas. The Warriors and the Nets. Um, would you go over, under, stay away with those teams? 
Okay, here's the thing with the Warriors. They got so much drama with everything going on with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. I think they'll play well during the season. It reminds me so much of what happened with Draymond Green and KD. All that drama. They had a great season, but when it came to the playoffs, they weren't able to win that championship that year. They went 73-9. and And when I take a look at Brooklyn, I think they're going to exceed expectations, to be real with you, because for most of last year, Kyrie wasn't really playing. This year, he's back. Ben Simmons, I know that he hasn't played basketball in a while, but he's only going to get better. People are really hard on Ben Simmons, but he's also a perimeter defender, which the Brooklyn Nets, they need good defense. So I like the over for Brooklyn. And despite the fact that there's so much drama with the Warriors, I take over as well. I mean, that team is stacked. Over for Brooklyn and over for the Warriors. See, Brooklyn scares me, Chantel. (laughs) They scare me. Look, they scare me. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, hometown team, but... There's so much drama going on with them. Now, I do agree with your point. If Kyrie shows up, and I do think he will be motivated to play this year, obviously no more vaccine mandate, I think he will show up and play. I do think that takes him to another level. He's playing for a contract. And I'm with you on the Ben Simmons stuff, too. How he – people are hard on him, but I think if he plays to his strengths, if he's playing good defense, rebounding, he can set a lot of other guys up. He's super versatile. Now, I hate the fact he'll never shoot. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) But still, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say he might end up start shooting. I mean, he has to. But I also like the addition of TJ Warren. Like, we forget uh, before, obviously, the pandemic and everything like that. Well, during the pandemic, when they were playing, um, he looked really, really good. I mean, Indiana didn't have him all year last year. But I think that's a really good pickup for Brooklyn. If he's healthy and we get the TJ Warren that we kind of saw during the pandemic in that bubble. Brooklyn has another piece there. All right, we'll see. We'll see about we'll see about those teams. Okay, let's talk about the teams that'll finish under their projected win total. I'll I'll tell you who I I had my two at the okay. top. I had Boston after all their drama. I was like, nope, I don't see them going over fifty four. And then I also had the Suns. I believe the Suns are at fifty two, if I'm not mistaken. Suns fifty two and a half. I and they got some drama too. I don't, we left them off the drama list. They got some drama as well too. Are those are those two teams you're looking at um, in terms of unders, or is there somebody else? No, I was definitely looking at Boston. That was the first team that I had the under because right now I think they're a 53 and a half. I think they might win 50 games, but with all the drama with Udoka, they're also going to be missing Rob Williams as well. That is a huge loss for them at that center position and also having depth. And the fact that Jason Tatum in some parts of the finals, he kind of disappeared. I feel like he has a bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think the Celtics will still be a top team in the East, but I think they're going to lose some games and probably hit the 50 mark, 51. I don't think they're going to be over 53 and a half, especially with all eyes on them this season. Yeah, I don't I don't see it either. What do you think about Phoenix? Because you see how they ended their season so badly in that game seven to Dallas. I'm always concerned when teams lose a game in the fashion that they did, Chantel, and now they're trying to bounce back. You hear you heard about coming into training camp. Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton hadn't spoken. They were DeAndre Ayton, the whole contract negotiations. He was about to go to Indiana. They signed him to the offer sheet. They are at a minimum to me, they're a stay away, but I'm yeah. inclined to bet the under. What do you think about Phoenix? The thing about Phoenix is, well, first off, the fact that DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams are not speaking, that tells me a lot. Like, that can't happen, right? That is the center that you just gave the bag to, and you guys aren't speaking. So that's a little bit sus for this season. At the same time, though, I think Devin Booker is going to have a good year. 
Uh, they still have all of the pieces to be successful. And they still got Chris Paul over there, who is a really good leader. I know Chris Paul gets hate sometimes, but the guys had extremely interesting career and a very well career as well. Like he's played great. And so I think Phoenix, I like the over still for them. I think they're still going to be a good team despite all the drama, but let's see what happens during playoff time. And obviously the beef between Williams and DeAndre Ayton, that can't happen, but they're one of those interesting teams where I feel like they're going to make the playoffs. I feel like they're going to have a good record, but I don't know if they're going to go all the way. Their window is actually closing as well. Oh yeah, I agree. I think their window is closing. If, it might not be closed as well, too. All right, so 52 and a half, yeah. that's a number uh, for the Suns. Any other teams you like definitely to bang the under on? Any other ones that come to mind? Yes, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, their Ooh. win total set to 34 and a okay. half. Listen, we don't know what the future is for Miles Bridges. His future is so uncertain at this point. LaMelo starting off the year with an injury as well. And I think early on they're going to lose a lot of games. But, of course, they still have, like, Kelly Oubre, P.J. Washington. I felt like when he was a starter, he was playing really well. Then he was coming off the bench, and things weren't going right for him. At the same time, though, if you think about it, if Charlotte gets off to a bad start with LaMelo and he's still dealing with that nagging injury, I could even see him sitting out for the rest of the year, to be quite honest with you. And then they can go for the Victor Webanyama ah, sweepstakes. You feel me? So. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, no, I, I felt like that's where you were going, Chantel. Yep. They're gonna just going to go all back. And you know what? I like that point because with everything talking about Victor and Scoot, you know some team is going to be like Charlotte, and you hit the nail on the head. That's going to see the season. They're going to start off, I don't know, 3-17. and 17. They're going to say, nope, time to time for us to wrap this up. And uh, let's get it Charlotte. So you think Charlotte will not be very competitive this year. That's, that's what I mean. You don't think they'll be very competitive at all. I, I don't. And I think it really depends on the fact that they lost one of their big guys in Miles Bridges. Like, we don't know what's going on with him. Lamella right. is dealing with this injury. And if it's a nagging injury and they're not playing well, they get off to a bad start. Why would they continue to play him for the rest of the season? Like, we kind of saw that happen with Dame last year in Portland. And they were just like, just rest. Can you imagine LaMelo and Victor Webanyama <laughs> together? That would be a good duo. So I'm not saying they're going to tank for sure. But they might if they get off to a bad start. Ooh, that is scary. That, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. that is really scary. And look, no, I like that Charlotte. That's a good one for people to keep an eye on. That number 34 and a half. I think a lot of people have them in as a possible play-in team. But, yeah, with the LaMelo injury... Miles, Miles Bridges, like you said, don't know what his situation. I think it's safe to say he's not playing this year. Yeah. Uh, and we, who knows if he'll ever suit up for the Charlotte Hornets again. So that'll be very interesting. Okay. Charlotte Hornets. Hadn't thought about them for the under at 34 and a half. That's good. All right. You want to talk about some uh, futures, some uh, player awards and future let's, stuff? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. People, people are all into that as well, too. Okay. Let's start with the uh, NBA MVP. Because that's the one people like to talk about a lot. Who do you like as the best bet for NBA MVP? And uh, do you have a sleeper or a dark horse pick for this one too? My best bet is actually Kevin Durant at plus 1,000. So much Ooh. drama in the offseason with Steve Nash. Also, KD's kind of got a chip on his shoulder. The Warriors just won a championship. Everyone's talking about how they can do it without KD. Uh, he's coming into this one. I think he has a lot to prove. I think Brooklyn has a lot to prove. I think Kevin Durant's going to ball out. He's getting older as well. And when you look at Brooklyn's window... They got to get something going here. So I really like Kevin Durant uh, at that plus 1,000 to win MVP. There's really good value there as well. It's fantastic value there, plus 1,000. And you're not really hearing his name being brought up a lot in the conversation. Giannis to win again. You hear a lot of people talking about Luka Doncic, who's been the favorite 
two years in a row. What do you think about that, Luca, as a favorite? Can he do it, or do you think the Mavs do not have enough around him if you were going to put money down on Luca to win the MVP? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because when we think most valuable player, you actually think most valuable to the team. That's what it usually stands for. But of course, playoff success goes into there where you are in the standings as well. So sometimes the guy that is actually the most valuable doesn't win it. I think Luka Doncic has a really good chance to win it. But at the same time, I don't think they have enough pieces around him. And there's other guys like it, Kevin Durant. Um, you know, there's also Steph Curry. He's they're going to be going for their fifth championship. Like, this is crazy to me. Uh, so it's very, very interesting to see what could possibly happen. And, man, this season's going to be interesting. Also, Damian Lillard, like, he's going to be balling Ooh. out as well, right, okay. in Portland. So I, I kind of like him as a sleeper as well because he's going to be the main piece. I think, honestly, the addition of Jeremy Grant, that is massive. You think that's massive for Portland? So you, and you, yeah. you're one who had Portland in the over, so you expect them to take a bit of a jump this year. Are we, I feel like Nikola Jokic isn't getting a lot of talk here, Chantel. Are we disrespecting him? Can he win it three times in a row? Or is it what I think where it's, he's not a good bet because narratives matter and people get tired of you when you win back-to-back MVPs. So they're like, move on, let's, let's go to the next one. Do you think uh, Nikola Jokic should get some more love here? I think Jokic is going to ball out regardless, but he is dealing with an injury coming into this season. So let's just keep an eye on that. I don't know if Denver's being hush on that, but at the same time, it's going to be hard for him to win it again because he has to have an even better season than last year or something really similar for everyone to be like, wow, he really killed it this season. So I think for him, it's a little bit tougher to win it just because he's won it back to back. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's going to be tough for him to do that again, but we will see. Okay. MVP, Kevin Durant. I like that. I like that value bet from Chantel right there. Defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. He is the front running here. He is the favorite with the best odds. Do you like him or somebody else for DPOI? Okay, so I don't like Rudy Gobert because of the fact that he's coming into this season. Also, when you look at his production, like him and Carl Anthony Towns are going to be split in. If I'm not mistaken, like what is that going to look like? And then you look at last season in the playoffs, like he was sitting on the bench. And <laughs> there was a reason why he didn't win it last year. So going into this season, I like Mikhail Bridges. We talked about Phoenix. He's a plus mm. 1600. He was the runner up last season, if I'm not mistaken. Really good lockdown defender. He guards multiple positions. So I think Bridges has a really good chance to win it this year. Mm. And I love the value at plus 1600 as well. I like that with Bridges and not going to a big man for the second consecutive year would be very interesting as well, especially where we're, I think we're getting to the point where we're starting to look at perimeter defense as being uh, more valuable. I've seen Giannis. Giannis also is at a plus 1,000. Draymond Green, plus 1,400. But I really like that value with Miles Bridges at plus 1,600. Also, Bam Adebayo, our friend Brian Fonseca, that's his boy. You know, he rides for Bam Adebayo out there. Uh, He's at plus 700. So some good value for defensive players. And the Miami Heat. I don't know why Brian's like a low-key Miami Heat fan as well. No, no, no. We don't even have to say we don't even have to say low key Chantel. He is a Miami Heat fan. He just tries to act like he's not. We all know that he is. You know that he is. I'm gonna I'll make sure he sees this and he knows this if he's not watching. And I will make sure he knows that. You gotta tell him more. Like just just embrace it. We all know you're a Miami Heat. Fan. He he rides for them hard. Like let's be serious. Hard. Loves Jimmy Butler, loves Bam. Yep. He's trying to get me to pick Je- uh, Bam in my draft as well for fantasy. He was telling see, me look at that. that. He's trying to affect your fantasy team. He's out here trying to make sure you make these decisions that are yeah. heat influence. You know what he sounds like? A heat fan. We, exactly. know, we know we know what he is. All right. Six man of the year. Speaking of the heat, last year Tyler Hero won this award. 
who do you like is the best bet for this award this year? I'm going to go with a sleeper with a lot of value in this one. I like Tyus Jones at plus 4,000. When you look at the Memphis Grizzlies, all eyes are on them. Also, John Morant, what type of season is he going to have? But Tyus Jones, the way he facilitates the ball, the way he hits buckets, the way he has consistent production is so key to this Memphis team, the way he runs the second unit. I mean, this was a Memphis offense that I believe was second in the entire league for highest scoring average last season. So I like Tyus Jones with that plus 4,000 actually. Tyus Jones. Okay. I think that's a name that might not be on a lot of people's radars. Cause when you look at the top of this, uh, in terms of odds, you've got Jordan Poole. He's a favorite at plus yeah. 450. Um, Tyler Hero plus a thousand. Uh, Christian Wood, who's interesting because I don't know whether or not he will, Play starters minutes or be coming off the bench in Dallas. That's interesting well, too. Malcolm Brogdon's another interesting one at yeah. plus 1,600 for me um, that I kind of like. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, another Maverick there at plus 2,400. But Tyus Jones, do you see him? Do you, Is part of your reason, too, for looking at him the fact that you think John Morant also will miss time and have opportunities to step in like he did last year so you'll see a lot of minutes for him? Is that something you look at as well, too? Yeah, and then you look at the fact that even when John Morant was out, Memphis was still winning. Big reason for that. And I don't think Tyus Jones got a lot of credit for that in that Memphis team. So I really like him at plus 4,000. There's a lot of value there. It is a long shot. I think he's going to have a good year, though. All right. There we go. Tyus Jones. I like that. Good value at plus 4,000. Got to love that as well, too. Moving along through these awards. Rookie of the year. I feel like this one is, like, always interesting. Um, And I'm intrigued to see if you go with a long shot here, Chantel. Who do you you like for rookie of the year? All right. I'm going to give you... Two. I'm going to give you okay. two. One of them is a long shot for sure. But I do think it's Paulo Bancaro's award to lose, right? He's a plus 200. He's the favorite going into this one. Offensively gifted. And he's playing on a team where he is going to have a Cole Anthony, a Jalen Suggs. This is an Orlando team with a lot of young, good talent. And I think Paulo Bancaro, we saw what he did at Duke. We saw what he did during March Madness in the tourney. I think he's going to have a good, solid season. And he's kind of set up for success as well with the guys around him. You looked at what Cole Anthony did last year. I don't think anyone was expecting him to have that big of a season. So pairing him up with Paulo, I really like that. I also, my long shot, because sometimes rookie of the year, some guys are going to surprise you. I really like Tari Eason at plus 3,600. This guy is an absolute stud. Right now, I believe he was averaging like 17 and 10. He's also really good defensively. When he's not scoring the ball, he is playing really good defense, getting guys around him involved as well. I think he had almost about two steals a game. This kid is going to be really fun to play. Also with Tate out in Houston for a little while, I think Eason is going to ball out. You think Houston is going to ball out there? Okay, let me give you my, I don't want to call he's not a long shot because I think he's third or fourth best odds. Let me check on that again. He's third best odds. But I like Benedict Matherin from the Pacers. He's looked good in the preseason, looked good in summer league. And I don't think the Pacers are going to be good at all whatsoever. I think they're going to trade some of their guys at some point. I think you could see Turner healed out of there. Look, I'm very high on Halliburton. I think he's great. But I think at some point, they are also going to be Chantel in that Victor Wembayana sweepstakes. And they, you might see Halliburton get shut down with an injury, I don't know, around like February 1st or something. And then I think you could see opportunities for Matherin to ball out. I like Matherin. He's a guy I would say keep, keep an eye on there. But I do agree with you. It's probably Caro's award to lose. Um, but if you, you know. You never know. There could be some sleepers. You're looking for some good value. Uh, that could that could be it there. So I we'll, love Matherin. We'll he's he's Canadian too, Matherin. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Definitely you, rooting see, for the guy. I, I thought you were gonna ride. I thought you were gonna ride for your boy for the viewers and listeners. I forgot <laughs> to mention. 
Chantel is from Canada. She's from Vancouver. And a note that we did not mention, she's the first Canadian guest on this show. Ever. Oh, thanks, man. Pleasure to be here. I love talking hoops. So Yeah, always. First, first Canadian guest. Okay. Best value bet to make the playoffs. This is one I find interesting, Chantel, because you can look at some teams that maybe weren't great last year. They've got some pretty good, you know, high odds. Uh, one that came to mind for me, I was looking at Detroit. They were like plus 380 to make the playoffs. What's a team you think has got is the best bet to make the playoffs for you right now? Man, I feel like I've talked about them a lot so far, but I think Portland's a plus 154. Uh, all the additions that they've made in the offseason and the fact that they're finally healthy in a Western Conference where we've seen Dame ball out. I also think Anthony Simons right now in his career is going to take a leap this season and that's why they were okay with letting cj mccullum go like let's just keep it real here and at the same time jeremy grant nurkic is going to be healthy i really like this portland trailblazers team i also like the pelicans now they're a minus 205 but at the same time if zion is healthy cj mccullum was a great addition if brandon ingram continues to get better i like the pelicans as well so i'm looking at the western conference because the east has gotten a lot better dex yeah yeah so I'm looking at the West and I'm like, there's there's some teams that could possibly make it, but the East is getting really, really good. And every team has really improved, if you think about it. You are very high in Portland. Is is that some uh, Pacific Northwest bias that, that we're seeing there? <laughs> I watch a lot of Portland games, man, as, here on the West Coast. And I've seen like every type of Portland Trailblazers team that you could ever see in, like since the 90s. I've seen all of them. I watch all of their games. And uh, the addition of Jeremy Grant is huge. Um, and I thought it was time for them to trade CJ too. So that was a really good trade for them. So I'm really high on them because they're finally healthy. Yeah. Do you, how, when you look at them, because speaking of them specifically, I think a lot of people see them, they could be anywhere between six and 10. So they're sort of in that playing range. Do you see them firmly making the playoffs or are you worried they might fall in that play in, play in range and then have to qualify for the playoffs? How do you see it playing out for them? I think they're going to get in. Uh, they might be on the cusp of the play-in, but I think they're going to surprise some people this season, especially because I think when Nurkic is playing, when he's healthy, yeah, he is a top 15 center in the league, like easy. Um, but he has to be healthy, and he hasn't been healthy for a minute. And Dame has taken some time off. I know during the preseason he didn't look that great, but it's the preseason, right? So I think the fact that Dame is healthy, Nurkic is healthy, and then adding Jeremy Grant, a Portland guy, a guy that's from Portland that gets to put on the Blazers jersey, they're, they're going to have a good year. I'm really big on them this season. All right. High on the Blazers. I like it. Check check that out, guys. High on Blazers. Best value bet to make the playoffs. Best bet to win the NBA title. This is the one that matters. It's probably the most popular one everybody's going to throw some money down on. Who's the? I've been struggling with this. I really have. I'm really not who sure who I want to. I'm going back and forth between Milwaukee and the Clippers and my inner sense is telling me don't pick the Clippers because the Clippers are going to clip. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> They're going to find a way to mess it up. Um, I like the depth on both teams. I like the championship medal from Milwaukee. So I could see that. Now, I will say this. The probably better value bet, and if you're looking at talent and what you think they can do, is probably Brooklyn. But I still am not a believer. I'm still not all in and trusting on them. So I haven't really made my pick yet. That was kind of my way of saying, dancing around, saying I'm confused. But uh, I'll tell you, what, what, what do you have for your best bet to win the NBA title? I think you said something really interesting because I, I think if Brooklyn can get it together, 
they can head to the NBA Finals because of the talent of Kyrie and KD. But I like the Clippers. You said they're going to clip. I like the plus 700. I like the value in that one. They do have the most depth in the NBA. You could argue that. Sage, Philly, for some reason, I just don't trust Philly. James Harden has moments where he just doesn't show up in the playoffs. So I don't want that bet on Philly. But I like the Clippers because Kawhi is healthy. A lot of people are sleeping on John Wall. They have a really good backcourt tandem. And at the same time, is Reggie Jackson going to start? Is John Wall going to start? At one point, we were talking about John Wall being the best two-way player in the league. I know he hasn't played in a long time, but right now he looks healthy. And that's just another piece that they have. They have a Robert Covington. Norman Powell looks really good. They have a lot of depth on this team. So I like the Clippers at plus 700, and I think there's some value there as well. Will they be able to get it done? That's the question. But right now, they look like the best team in L.A. Yeah, well, no, they are the best team in L.A. Sorry, <laughs> Laker, sorry, Laker fans. Laker fans don't want to hear that, but they are the better team in L.A. I like, I'm like. i with you. I love their depth. Um, I think if Kawhi is back to the level that he's at as a two-way player, then that's going to take them really up another level. I also agree with you. I love the point guard tandem. They announced that Reggie Jackson will be the starter. So John Wall will be coming off the bench. And I actually don't mind that move. I think that'll help the second unit a lot there, too. Maybe I'm just triggered by Clippers' past history failures here, and that's probably why I might say no. But I like that bet. If you said plus 700, uh, for those wondering, they're not the favorites um, here. (laughs) The Celtics are the favorites to win the championship. You didn't mention them, Chantel. Are you not a believer because of – all the drama going around with Ime Odoka and also the Warriors at plus 700. Both teams have drama, but they're still the favorites in terms of odds to win. Um, but you're going to go with the Clippers. Do you not like either of the top two teams in terms of odds? Yeah, I mean, just with all the drama that's going on, of course, like the Warriors are always a good bet. But as for the Celtics, the East has gotten so much better. So I think it's going to be hard for them to make the NBA Finals again, especially with the whole Udoka situation. The fact that Rob Williams, like he's injured right now, but how injured is he going to be throughout the season? Is he going to miss a lot of time? He's a key piece to that squad. And at the same time, I'm taking a look at like Brooklyn, Miami, um, you know, the Bucks are really good. So it's going to be hard for the Celtics to come out of the East, in my opinion. Yeah, good value on the Nets. They're at plus 900. So for anybody wondering about that, I do think they're a good value pick because if they get it, if they put it all together and there's no drama, we know they can be really good. Um, especially you also saying Kevin Durant, you like him as your MVP pick. Um, it's They could be really good, but we'll see. So much drama, so much to talk about with the NBA. All right, before we get out of here, we've got a couple more things with Chantel. We're going to talk about opening night, which is tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Can you believe it, Chantel? We are here already Real games that count. No more preseason games. So let's look at the first game Tuesday night uh, on TNT. we got the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Boston Celtics. Celtics, three-point favorites. Philly, plus 135 in that money line. And that over-under is 214.5. How are you betting this one, Chantel? Well, I actually think this is going to be a really close game because it is opening night. So when you talk about players not getting enough playing time, talk a little bit about rust and stuff. But I like the 76ers. I'm taking them straight up on the money line. They have a lot of depth. And then we talked about all the drama so far this season on the Celtics. It's not that I'm not high on them. I just think that they're dealing with a media frenzy right now and they got to show out on their home court. I like Brooklyn. James Harden just dropped 100 pounds. He's got something to prove and beat is healthy. They're going into Boston. So I like them straight up on the money line. All right, straight up on the money line with the Sixers. I like that too. I think there's a lot going around with the Celtics right now. I know they're at home. I understand all that. 
the crowd in Boston is going to be pumped up, but then I think they're going to be let down, which I'm never not really sad about seeing. So that's 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 always fine for me. All right, so that's the first game of the night. That should be a good one. Second game of the night, the second best team in L.A., the Los Angeles Lakers. They will be taking on the defending champion, the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Lakers, plus 212 on the money line. The over-under in this one, a little high, 227-and-a-half. How do you like this one, Chantel? I like the Warriors to cover. I, I don't know what's going on in L.A., and I don't even think they know what's going on in L.A. as well. How are Russ and LeBron James going to coexist? Clearly, they want him to come off the bench because it's just not working. Um, at the same time, though, the Warriors coming into this one, all that drama with Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, at the same time, they're the better team. Right. They're the better team. They're coached very well by Steve Kerr. And I think the Lakers still have a lot of questions coming into this one. So I don't expect them to win the first game of the year. There you go. All right. I like that, too. Warriors covering that six and a half points. I think they will. I think at some points it might be close. But uh, the Lakers are still an experiment. Like you said, we got to see how it all works out with Westbrook and LeBron, how they're going to play together. I don't know. Look. They need to get Westbrook off the team. I, I just think they needed to do that uh, sooner than later. So we will see what happens with that. Before we let you go, Chantel, you know we could not end this conversation without talking about the team that you and I root for. We have this, both have this in common. I did not know this until I met you. And I was like, oh, wow, we got this in common. We both root for the New York Knicks, which means yeah. we have uh, had a lot of suffering in our lives. What do you think about the New York Knicks? First, let me start off with you on the betting side of things with the Knicks. Their over-under number is 39 and a half wins. Maybe I'm being optimistic here, Chantel. Maybe I'm not. You tell me. <laughs> I like them over. I did not mention them in the over before, but I like them over the 39 and a half wins. Is Dex bugging or is he not? Let me know. Dex, I didn't want to sound biased. I'm taking the over in that one as well. Ooh. Because I know they're pretty much the same team as last season, but they got Jalen Brunson. I think Brunson is going to have a massive year. He has a chance to have his numbers go up, his assists go up. He's going to be controlling the entire offense. I think R.J. Barrett has a chance to take a leap this season as well. I would like to see him be more consistent. And the fact that they got Brunson, remember, when they drafted OB Toppin, the first thing that they were saying was, Obi needs a good point guard. That's Jalen Brunson, right? They have the pieces. I don't know what type of Julius Randle that the Knicks are going to get this year, but I'm hoping it's the one when they made the postseason. And Derek Carr is finally, I mean, sorry, I'm thinking about the Raiders, but Derek Rose, <laughs> <laughs> Derek Rose is finally healthy, right? He was saying that he's the same weight as he was as a rookie coming into this one. Yep. So um, I really like the fact that Derek is healthy now. He's going to be running that second unit, which he did really great in two years ago. Um, he's healthy. I like the over for the New York Knicks this season. And I really want to see what they're going to get out of Cam Reddish as well. Evan Fournier, last season, you know, we thought we were going to get the uh, Evan Fournier from Orlando, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and what we saw with the Celtics. But uh, I think he should have a better year this season at this you got to think at the same time, like a lot of these guys were learning the TIB system, right? right? So right. It's, it's brand new. You're not always going to adjust right away. I know it's similar to the roster of last season, but I have hope this year. I think they'll win like 43 games, 44 at most. Maybe a good season would be like 47, 48, in my opinion. Yeah, I see them anywhere between 42 and 45. That's kind of where I have them. So I like I like you for that. I like for that number. You mentioned something I think is important that people don't think about with teams. You said, well, it's pretty much the same roster as last year, but sometimes continuity matters, right? Playing in a system for a while, being around the same guys, having that familiarity. The only big piece they added was Jalen Brunson. I agree with you on that. And it's funny. I meant to, I meant to text you 
at the end of uh, August, I was in Vegas when the Donovan Mitchell trade went down, and I totally meant to message you, and I didn't. So now I'm going to ask you this. Were you disappointed that he didn't get Donovan Mitchell? Was it a disappointment to you, or do you think the team is better as constructed right now? Okay, so here's the thing. It would have been great to have Donovan Mitchell, right? Because we know what I wasn't down to give all those picks up, though, for Donovan Mitchell. Because at the same time, like, yeah, he's a like top 20 player. But to give up, they were asking for a lot. And I felt like the Knicks were going to get fleeced. And I just wasn't down with it. <laughs> I'm still a believer that you can build through the draft. I know the Knicks haven't drafted well. Uh, as a Knicks fan, I've seen it. But I, I wasn't down to give up that much for Donovan Mitchell. But what Cleveland gave up, like, I thought that was doable, but what they were asking from the Knicks, they were trying to fleece the Knicks. Let's be serious. They were trying to finesse them. So I wasn't down. So I'm okay with the fact that they didn't get Donovan. Yeah, I was okay with it too. I agree with you. I think they were trying to fleece them. And the Knicks, they've drafted, their drafting hasn't been bad. Have they drafted a star player, a bona fide star? No, but they've had solid picks. I mean, RJ's solid. Obi looks solid. Uh, Quickly's a solid player. Grimes, we'll see what happens to him. I think he'll be starting before the season's over. Uh, at the two-guard spot. So, you know, we'll see. They haven't been bad, and, you know, we'll see what it takes. Now, here's the thing, and I talk to Knicks fans all the time here in New York, and the biggest thing I get from Knicks fans, and I've been talking to other people covering the team, when will Obi get more minutes? Uh, A lot of Knicks fans want Julius Randle out of here. Where do you stand on the Julius Obi thing? Do you want to see more minutes for Obi? Do you want them to trade Randle? And and there's a lot of them asking you here. What do you think is the next move the Knicks should make? Is it going in all in on the young guys or is it keeping this mix of veterans and young dudes? Well, I kind of mentioned the fact that when they drafted Obi, they were like, man, if Obi had a really good point guard, he would be balling out. I want him to get more minutes. That's what I want to see. We got to let these young guys play. And as for Julius Randle, if you could move him and get something back for him, I think that would be great because at the same time, we know the Knicks aren't a contender. Right. If they make the playoffs, I would be hella hype. But at the same time, they're still in a mode where it's like, are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to get into the play in? And I think if you're a Knicks fan, like you want them to be a successful team. If Julius Randle isn't working and you can get pieces back from him and then you can see Obi Toppin just get better and better, get more minutes. I'm all with that. So I would like Obi Toppin to get more minutes and hopefully we see that. I think he's going to shine with Brunson this year. All right. He's, He's looked good in the preseason, leaking out. All these dunks, Chantel is saying, and I, we both think it yeah. could be some good times for New York basketball this year. It could be better. Hopefully, Chantel, I'm hoping that it's so good that you're able to come to New York and we can go to a playoff game. That that would be good. We need that. If, if the Knicks make the playoffs, I'm definitely going to fly out for a game. I have there, to. There we go. See, and that, that happens. Chantel's going to come to New York. We talked about this when he came on the A Heart Cell podcast. I need a trip to Vancouver because I've never been to Vancouver, so that has to happen. That's got to go down. We'll 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 see how it go, how it goes down. That is Chantel Shan. She is a sports betting content creator for Fanduel. She also does a bunch of other stuff, including sideline reporting. Actually, tell everybody, tell everybody about what else you do, so they can know where to find you. All that good stuff. I uh, do sideline reporting for Major League Soccer, of course, for the Vancouver Whitecaps. Their season is a wrap, but the playoffs still going on for MLS. And I'm also the national Western reporter uh, for the NLL on TSN as well. So, yeah, keeping busy, man. That season's about to start pretty soon as well. Keeping it busy as always. Same here. Just always staying busy. Thank you, Chantel. That is our first ever Canadian guest on the NBA <laughs> Exchange. So glad to have you. I'm going to have to have you back on a couple more times during the season to talk more betting around the NBA because there's so much to talk about. 
That is Chantel Shand. I am Dexter Henry. We will be back. Actually, we have another live show that we're going to be doing later today uh, with some of the guys previewing the NBA season. So it's a very busy week. Gerard Hector will be, be with me on Friday. Um, and then we will have more content as we go throughout the year. Uh, Chantel, once again, thank you so much for the time. I absolutely appreciate it. We must do it again um, and be well and be safe. Uh, thanks for having me and hype about Knicks basketball after chatting with you, of course, Dex. Yeah, I know. We're, <laughs> we're always hyped. We just got to hope that the, the letdown isn't coming. You know what I mean? Because that, that's the thing. We're, we're, we're always hyped. Oh, you know what? One last question before I let you go. Okay. Uh, we, I let people know if they can see behind Chantel. Chantel's a big hip-hop fan. She's also a big Raiders fan, uh, which I just found out. How are you feeling about your Raiders? Are your Raiders going to make some noise in the <laughs> AFC West, uh, even though the season's not gotten off to a great start? It's funny because I did this like content piece for FanDuel, how they're going to be like a sleeper in the AFC. And I still think they have a chance. I, I still think they're figuring out some kinks to their offense because, you know, Devontae Adams came in. Darren Waller hasn't been the Darren Waller that we're used to seeing as a tight end. He's also dealing with mad injuries and their defense has been a little bit suspect, but I think if they're able to put it all together with this new Josh McDaniel system, that's the thing. It's a new system that they're learning, right? right? So I think that's been the issue. But at one point, like last year, uh, I mean, they it's been times where they've been like four and four and they, they made the playoffs last year. So there's still a chance, I think. So you're telling me there's a chance, and I, I think there, there is. There is a chance. I hope there's a chance for my Pittsburgh Steelers, which I think you had picked them to make the playoffs. <laughs> did you pick them to make the playoffs? I thought you did. I, I picked them to be a sleeper. Uh, yes, in you, the, yes, you did. Yeah, I, I said they would win like 10 games because looking at their schedule, if if TJ Wall was healthy, um, I think I really like Pickett as um, a young quarterback. I thought they were just better at the quarterback position than what we saw from Big Ben the previous year and they've been dealing with some injuries, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, they just like, come on, man. They just beat the bucks. Yo, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting right. out. I'm It's, it's still early. We have, we have time for our teams to bounce back. I remember you had posted it. I think it was on TikTok, And I yeah. like, I commented, said something about, Oh yeah, go Steelers. Somebody's like, of course you like the Steelers. Of course you get the Steelers. I'm like, why are you mad? People are always gonna be mad about our picks. You know, you know, you know how that goes. People are always yeah, gonna be mad about our no, picks. No, no one's gonna, no one's gonna like when you go against their team. No, uh, but nobody Steelers, likes that. Yeah, Steelers Nation loved that video though. So shout out to them. Everyone else hated it, but Steelers Nation, they they were waving the terrible towels for that video. But I think they have a chance to turn it around as well if they get healthy. All right, we'll see if they can turn it around. Please, everybody, go follow Chantel on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. She does great content around sports betting and hopefully you enjoyed this uh with her talking about the nba as i said we'll be back with more content late in the week that is the great chantel shan i'm dexter henry until next time y'all peace